can it please just not be sexy? Can it just please be normal? Penny, have I got an account for you? Gruder Golf, baby. <laughs> Zero sex appeal. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? Because <laughs> they, they love the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to hit a little white golf ball around. Welcome to another episode of Henny and Hallie, Women with Game. Henny, before I ask you what you've been up to, I got to talk a little bit about the LPGA. I'm wearing my LPGA hoodie right now, which you guys can't see, but I will describe it. It is blue and pink and tie-dye and just We don't even need to describe it. It's just the LPGA hoodie. It's the LPGA hoodie, (laughs) and I'm wearing it right now. Um... And I I do wear it a lot. It's a great hoodie, but especially right now, because I've been covering the LPGA, honey, I've been doing some work for CBS and it has been so much fun. Got to interview Brooke Henderson when she won in a playoff at the ShopRite. And then I'm going to be able to, um, to cover the LPGA event in Michigan coming up this week, the Dow team event, which I'm super, super excited about. So yeah, I'm just all hyped up on women's golf right now, Henny. What have you been up to lately? I am extremely proud of you. First off, very cool. And I love that it's LPGA as well. I'm a little bit jealous because obviously I cover my CPGA tour, but LPGA, I feel like has much better (laughs) storylines. Sorry. Well, I know obviously there's a lot of drama in men's golf right now, but just in terms of the pure golf itself and the depth of field and the competitiveness and the players out there, like Minji Lee is just ridiculous right now. I am saying that she's going to win the Women's British Open, by the way. That's my pick. You heard it here first. Okay. Right. To be fair, it's not really like a putting myself out there pick. She's a yeah, it's not like a hot take. <laughs> not at all. I'm trying to claim it like it is. Um, but in other sporting news, I uh, went to Wimbledon last week um, a couple of times. Yeah, I love it. It's Him. one of my favorite events to go to. I'll tell you why. Because you know how I can get a little bit dis- disillusioned with golf sometimes? Mm. Um when I go to a tennis event, I am so into it. I'm like a beginner who, well, I am a beginner, but I'm like someone who's never seen sport before. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. They hit it so far. 140 mile an hour serve. That's insane. Uh, and I'm, I turn into an armchair expert who knows nothing about the game, but I'm like, oh yeah, you can see she's getting tired. That note, she should have hit it up the line. She should have done this, should have done that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you become what we sort of just, I guess, as we feel like golf fans and people yeah. that get really into it. I become that in tennis. And then because I've watched it, I think I can go and do exactly what I've watched. Um, And invariably, I absolutely suck. So I stop so that in my head, I'm still just good rather than the reality showing me that I'm in fact not. Uh, Um, But no, I actually sat on a really cool panel um, on the Sunday, middle Sunday, traditionally they don't play, but they in fact did. I got to see Heather Watson uh, play on centre court and they did their sort of hundred years celebrating Wimbledon, which was super cool. Um, But rewinding that morning, I sat on a panel for diversity and inclusion um, for Endeavour, uh, WME in their box alongside Judy Murray and uh, Hugo Monnier, who's like a really famous rugby player here. Um, and it was just really cool to have such an open conversation because it was like a leaders basically within WME. And it was like a very, you can say whatever you want here because the people in this room are in a position to actually take action 
Mm. Um, and Judy Murray's big thing was sort of like a, she's incredible and I really hope we get her on the podcast um, she does so much for women within tennis and trying to get more female coaches because Andy Murray once had a female coach um, who was an incredible player in her own right back in the day and he got so much criticism for that like literal top players texting him saying oh like who are you going to have next a dog coach you Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just like a lot of women at entry level positions within tennis, but not sort of moving up through the coaching ranks because of the stigma. And Judy was so brilliant because she was just like, I'm fed up of talking about this. I just want action. I don't want to talk on another panel. I don't want to form another committee. <laughs> Everybody knows the issues here. And I, you know, very similar things echoed within golf and for Hugo within rugby. Uh, when we were talking from the perspectives of a black man, Judy, obviously a white woman and me, uh, a mixed race woman within golf. So we all had different perspectives, but the takeaway was pretty much the same, which was just let's actually take action instead of just talking about it, which leads me perfectly to this week's guest, uh, Jen Cochran of Gruta Golf, who Gruta Golf is doing exactly that and just taking action to try and grow the game within the women's space. And we don't see that often. I think we hear a lot of how do we grow the game for women and let's have another committee and another meeting and do all these things, you know, as we touched on in the last podcast episode with Mel, it's like, Oh, that's sort of always, how do we grow the game? But Gruta golf actually out there in the streets, in the mean streets of golf, doing the work, (laughs) the mean fairies of golf, doing the work, taking action and growing the game. So um, I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation with Jen just as much as we did. Well, we are so honored and humbled to have Jen Corcoran on the show, Jen of Gruder Golf. Jen, I love Gruder Golf. I love everything that you guys do. I am an avid supporter of everything from your events to your social media, and I'm so excited to share what you guys do with our audience and for Henny to learn a little bit more. Uh, first question off the top, because you did both of these things kind of simultaneously. What is more difficult, starting to play golf or starting a business? Definitely starting to play golf. It's the <laughs> hardest thing in the world. I don't know why anybody does it. I don't know why I do it. Um, it's so hard still every single day, all the time. <laughs> business is honestly pretty easy. I think everyone should just start one. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it, really. For people who aren't familiar with Gruta Golf, tell us about it. Give us a bit of a background into how you got started in it. Yeah. So my friends and I started playing golf in 2016 kind of randomly. And we were like immediately obsessed. We were like, why didn't we start doing this sooner? So we started getting groups of our friends together. And we started kind of like a small events company that took off like a runaway train in ways that we never saw coming. It was extremely popular, especially around New York City. We went from having 12 girls one September to the following year having 88 girls at our fall outing. And we're like, huh, we might be onto something here. I think there's like a need for this. And so we started kind of doing events, you know, mostly in New York City, branching out a little bit to like Chicago and Boston, which is where I'm from. And then over the pandemic started to be become shift in the media a little bit because we were just twiddling our thumbs, not being able to have parties. And so we're events and media company designed to get women into the game, make them more comfortable, just kind of like normalize girls playing golf, because a lot of times there's like 
othering happening on the golf course to women and you always feel a little bit weird. So just everything we do is really just making women feel a little bit more like central to the plot line of golf. And what does like a Gruta golf event look like for someone who's like, oh, that sounds cool. I might want to give that a go. Oh, you definitely do want to give it a go. It's a party on a golf course. It's crazy. It's so fun. We get people all the time that literally have never been on a golf course before. have never played even nine holes. So they go out for this scramble, usually a little theme going on. So Hallie's first um, event with us was the candy corn classic. One of my personal favorites because fellow Halloween freak Scorpio over here. And um, so that's a Halloween themed. We just held our Margaritas and Mulligans, which is a lightly Jimmy Buffett themed event, um, just based on, you know, tropical vibes and, you know, and margaritas, of course. Um, and then we also have like a, a medley of all women's programming, too. And honestly, the vibe is just very friendly. I think like when you set that as the expectation that like everyone's coming here to make friends and have fun and it's like truly like you know, a no judgment zone to give Planet Fitness some credit. Um, you know, it's just everyone's having a blast and it's it's the most casual golf that you can ever imagine. We do the full course buyout too. So you're not worried about somebody behind you being annoyed at you, like maybe climbing on top of the golf cart to get an Instagram, you know? That's <laughs> so I'll just quickly, I mean, jumping off Jen's point about being a very like welcome and welcoming and casual vibe. I very, very friendly for sure. I mean, to the point when I was living in Florida and I knew that I was going to move back to New York, um, I lived there like three or four times at separate times. It was a very wild few years. But anyways, going for my second round in New York City. And I remember coming across Gruder Golf following them on Instagram and just being obsessed with these group of girls. And I was like, these people are so fun. I really want them to be my, my friends. I want to be friends with these people. So <laughs> I went to, so that's how I met them. And then ultimately became friends with them. I think I just kind of forced them to be my friends, but I went to the, to the uh, candy corn classic, uh, got a group of girls together. Well, all, a lot of my Rollins college golf teammates. And, you know, we're used to playing a little bit more like, serious like tournament golf so we roll up thinking this is like we're like all right we're gonna come on guys we gotta go low here when the you guys kept score plus. nobody keeps score also like it's not <laughs> nobody does it and you were like oh like we were like four under did we win i was like yeah you did win actually <laughs> you definitely won a bucket of candy corn at your face so yeah did something right yeah but i mean it is a, a, a very friendly casual vibe i mean i remember a lot of people, honey, and that's what's so great about this. Like you play as little or much as you want. I mean, we were under the impression again that we needed, it was like getting dark, <laughs> grinding to finish the round. And we're, we're, you know, we're like four or five under and we're like, we can make one more birdie. We can win this thing. We get back to the clubhouse and everyone's having like a dance party with the DJ and they've been in for like 45 minutes, <laughs> just like played as many holes as they wanted to play. Exactly. Um, so, which I think is just a testament to, to Gruder is that it's very, like very casual, very friendly. You do not need to be intimidated at all. Even if you've never touched a golf club in your life, you're just interested in golf. You can come out and, um, and have a good time and you'll definitely want to want to come back for more. At least that's how I felt. That's my own personal testament. You wanted to come back for more golf where you didn't have to keep score. You yeah, guys were like, wow, we've never played golf for fun before. We were like, <laughs> Wow, what's that like? <laughs> that sounds terrifying. 
I love that, Hallie. You're actually a Gruta golfer. You went. I am. I am a purpose of like finding like-minded people and community. And so I think like what I'm hearing, because I obviously have seen Gruta golf through Hallie's Instagram and um, have sort of got a general idea. But now speaking with you both, it sounds like it's perfect for people who have, like you said, never touched a club before or like Hallie, who was a professional and played serious college golf to sort of relearn golf in a different way. But it seems like it really does cater to everyone. It's really crazy. It's really, you find whatever you're looking for, kind of, you know, Um, we started out being like, oh, it's for beginners. And we're still saying we're very beginner forward just because beginners need a lot of coddling. They need a lot of encouragement. You know, it's really hard to get started and we know what that's like, but we also know what it's like to have friends doing it with you. And we think that that was kind of like our secret sauce was like, we kept doing it because we had friends that were doing it with us and we were like talking about it and encouraging each other. So it's like, designed to just like, you know, coddle them, but then also, you know, very competitive golfers come in and they're like, wait, you can have a party out here. Like we never knew that either. So everybody finds something new. I think that the friendly part, I just want to harp on that for a minute because a lot of uh, women do come alone. You know, yeah. they, they come because they just want to, you know, meet some, meet some people to play golf with Jen. I'm sure you could, you've got countless um, cases of that. I mean, we've got countless cases where like we're friends with them. Like some of my best friends like showed up to Gruder golf events. And like, I mean, we started to make friends as adults, basically. Um, it's which is hard to do. Um, but yeah, people, when people started coming alone, I think that was like a huge light bulb moment for us because we always said it was fine to come alone. But then people some, you know, signed up by themselves and just said, Yeah, look, we're looking to make all friends, you know, looking to have a good time. And they do leave with friends, you know, you can sign up totally by yourself. We do a survey for all the larger scale events. And so we ask you, you know, how many holes you want to play? What's your golf experience? You know, anywhere from I have a handicap to like, you know, I don't even know what that is. Um, And then, you know, how many holes do you want to play anywhere from six to 12 to it depends on how many transfusions I have. Um, That is an option always. Um, You touched on it earlier, sort of saying how it is to be a woman in the golf space, but how have you found it? A, could you elaborate on that a little bit of your experience being a woman and a new beginner in the golf space? And then secondly, on having a female owned company in the golf space as well. Yeah. I mean, I think having Gruder Golf always gave me a lot of confidence because I was like, from the very beginning, I was like, well, I have a golf company, even if it's like kind of a fake company at this point, you know, that like let me legitimacy. But oftentimes, you know, and you guys understand this when you go to like a, a golf outing, something professional, or you're just going to the range or something like that, you're often one of a few girls or the only girl. I was in a uh, like a member guest last year, a hundred golfers. I was the only girl and I was shocked, you know? And so I think whenever you're the only one that's like, in any way different for whatever reason, you know, you feel like all eyes are on you. And that's very stressful, especially when you feel like you suck. So every bad shot, you're like, oh, I feel like even more of a moron. I mean, when you like top a ball in front of people, you're just like, I want to die right now. This is awful. <laughs> a special type of hell. So I think when you're a woman too, and there are no other women around, and then like, not even to mention, if like something lady specific happens on the course, like you get your period and you need a tampon, right? And like, you're the only girl. So who are you going to tell? You know, you're with your male coworkers um, talking for a friend, but like, you know, things (laughs) like that, right? That just like, I mean, I think um, you oftentimes are the only girl. And then, I mean, 
I think it's like it's it's weird to kind of like like uh you know distill down because there's just like a sense sometimes that like you know maybe it's a little bit of extra attention in the pro shop when you're checking in or like a question of like you know do you need to rent clubs or something like that you know like just some strange things that people say sometimes I think especially when you kind of look like you don't know what you're doing or you've never been to a course before um you know just there's there's a vibe sometimes I think yeah yeah for sure um and in terms of starting your own business I remember um, I, I've gone to the, to the PGA show, kind of COVID stopped it for a while, but, um, the PGA show for those that don't know is just some, basically a giant golf convention. Everything you could think of that is tangentially related to golf will be in this giant convention center in Orlando. Uh, and I remember when you guys decided to go one year and it was really cool to, <laughs> to, to watch you guys go around and, and network with different golf companies. And I think you guys, you know, you made, you made a, a, a splash for lack of a better term, you know, people are like, Oh, what is Gruder golf? And what have you found the reaction from the golf industry has been with your sort of your meteoric rise, if you will. Meteoric rise did take some time, but feels like it was just yesterday. Honestly, the reception has been amazing. Like, we've, again, we've made so many like great friends and there are like so many cool people in golf that like we never knew that. You know what I mean? I think that lay people do not know that golf is cool. I think it's like one of the best kept secrets around that you can like it's a great way to spend time with like very cool, interesting people. Um, but I mean, we were just shocked at like at every juncture. I mean, like Jared at Five Iron Golf is like a wonderful example of this. You know, like Kirsten wandered in there in 2017 um, when they had Five Iron Golf in uh, in Fideye had just or no, the Flatiron location had just opened up. So they were new. We were new, both kind of doing like somewhat different, like disruptive things. Five Iron being like a very cool indoor simulator um, and us not really know what we were doing yet, but just hosting these big parties and just wanting more girls in the green in general. And, you know, Five Iron has been wonderful to us. They allowed us like, you know, host so many events there. We were doing clinics there for a while. Um, and so I think that like it's it really is a community of like helping each other kind of. And I think that's like what a lot of golf is, too. You know, like I think that it's it's very nice. You know, <laughs> it is, it's nice because we all felt like, I mean, at the PGA show, especially like we were, I mean, we were there on vacation. Like people were there for work. We were like, we're going to take some time off of work to go to this like other work thing, <laughs> like for our fake jobs. And we had such a good time. Everyone was just like, wait, so what is this? You know, and we, it also had us like kind of boil down exactly what it was that we were trying to do. You know, we had a, Haley made a really lovely scrapbook. Um, to show people, I think we were the only people with a visual scrapbook <laughs> to show the events. I like, oh, the oh, do you want to know what Gruder Golf is? We will show you this handmade scrapbook that we made. <laughs> oh we were just like, God. who are these like, gigantic that. children running around in jean jackets? Like, what's going on here? I was what doing tarot card readings at the 4A booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but I mean, Jen, all of that aside, I mean, it's, it's, you take but that's the thing. I, I don't want people to hear this and be like, oh, you guys are just like screwing around. It's like sure. you take having fun very seriously. I mean, you guys sure. have a partnership with Adidas. You have a podcast produced by No Laying Up. Like you guys take making the game 
you take yourselves lightly, but you take what you're doing very, very seriously, which I find very endearing. I mean, I love following Gruder on social. Congrats, by the way, on 10,000 followers. Oh my God, Hallie, you were a huge help on that. Couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't couldn't have done it without our um, shared reel in which I've been, call- been called a, a three and a pig for like four weeks. Um, so when we opened this Zoom recording and I saw Hallie in her LPGA hoodie, I first thing I said to her was, she's a 10 and she's wearing an LPGA hoodie. <laughs> How I mean, funny I think, is that? I enjoyed I, it personally. I think but- for people that don't know what we're talking about, um, Jen and myself and uh, Kirsten, another one of the Gruder Golf founders, got to spend some time together at the U.S. Open, which Henny was as as well. You were only about 200 yards from each other, and you guys didn't even know. Um, <laughs> but um, I got to spend the final round with Jen and Kirsten, and we had the idea of doing a funny social media post. That this, there's this TikTok trend where basically it's a bunch of girls that say, you know, he's uh, anywhere from one to 10, one being, you know, perceived as unattractive, 10 being a real, real smoke show, and then giving someone a number and then having that number sort of adjusted based on a quality of theirs that usually doesn't have anything to do with their look. So, you know, we said he's a three, but a scratch handicap, or he's an eight, but dresses like he's Ricky Fowler. Um, and that that really popped off. <laughs> it really popped off, but it also hit some nerves. Oh my God. I mean, it's it's amazing the number of people that like feel personally attacked by like an imaginary scenario. You know, it's like we weren't talking about you. Like you, you're reading so much in this. Also, attractiveness isn't always like physical attractiveness, right? Somebody is an eight because they're an eight because they're an eight, you know. I think so. It's just so funny. The people that kind of call themselves out. I, it's funny how many people actually wear all orange outfits to the golf course. I know that was, that was polarizing. (laughs) No, that's just not okay. Like ever. But the thing is, it was in jest. Like for people again, listening who may not have heard it, I saw quite a few on Twitter who men were doing it too. So she's a 10. It wasn't just a, a uh, female to male thing but it was meant to be like a funny thing that everyone could relate to like uh I don't know like a Hallie one would be like he's a 10 but he wears jeans on a plane exactly. like it was meant to be exactly. an amusing, it's like, like, extremely like silly. okay if you it wear very jeans silly. on a plane don't take it personally it's just like a funny thing that I have a personal preference like I would say he's a 10 but he hates dogs like I'm sorry you're a zero Exactly. <laughs> it's meant to be dogs, like a, def- a quality that would like def- like really you know define you or change your like for me look I'm I'm not afraid to admit it if I see a really hot guy with a shitty golf swing I sue me like I don't know why they are just less hot in my mind I don't know what to tell yeah. you that's just that's human nature that's Hallie nature yeah that's Hallie <laughs> nature that's just the way it is I have been it's been you know pounded into me from a young age that you better have a good setup at a dress you better be square at the top and I'm sorry you're just less attractive to me if you're not so um but anyways that it was a funny joke and all of that to say it really hit a nerve uh, but I'm really glad that you guys did it with me and I'm glad that you hit 10,000 followers. And I think um, that's something <laughs> Henny exciting. and I were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, just like women's um, golf, social media content. It really runs the gamut, Jen. Like it's really, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I know, um, Henny, I want to hear your take on the, on the women's golf social media. Oh season. God. 
Okay, I'm going to offend a lot of people here. Nice, let's do it. Swoops. One off the back of what you were saying is so shocking, isn't it, that there's fragile male egos in the golf world that can't handle so an orange before. outfit. There's my first offensive statement. The second one is I hate to my core sexy golf Instagram accounts. Just stop it. Like it's not for women. Let's not pretend that it is. It's for men. You're pandering to men who are just getting their rocks off, watching you squeeze your tits together while you're standing over a shot. Like, cool. You have not reinvented the wheel. Women have been doing that for hundreds of years. You're just doing it with a golf club in your hand. And because there's a ton of innuendos in golf, stick, hole, ball, ha ha, so funny. Cool. It's not original. It's not interesting. It's not innovative. You're nothing new. It's just embarrassing to women's golf. I yeah. find it imba- like you're an embarrassment to women's golf. Yeah, it's it's it. also, I think that at the beginning, like when we started playing, you know, this was like 2017 and everything, there was no like goofball women's golf accounts, right? It was like, we like we call it like the average Joe or the average There was Jane. a gap in the market. For there sure. was a gap in the market. It was like you're Just sexy or account. you're a professional. And like, we were like, we are neither sexy nor professional. So like, <laughs> what, who are we? What do we do? And so like, Maybe just show that women can be just like normal people drinking beers on the golf course with their friends, a lot like men have been doing, right? Like right. they don't own that space. Men don't own having fun in the golf course. Men don't own leaving yes. your family for the day and going to play golf, right? Like also you can golf with your family. That's a nice thing too. But that's one thing that grinds my gears is like the, like, well, the wife jokes. I just want to mention before we move on. Um, it just kind of rounding out our social media combo. I remember a specific instance. I went to a golf influencer event and I, you know, it looked really cool the whole point of the event, you know, it was all these women, everything from like fitness influencers to like collegiate golfers to women in the media, whatever. Right. And it, we all had a great time. I flew back to New York city, got drinks with Kirsten and she was like, how was the event? And I was like, oh, it was awesome. Like, I'm sure, you know, did you see the stuff on social media? (laughs) It was awesome. Couldn't you tell? Yeah, it was awesome. Don't you have major FOMO? And she, and I think this is why, I mean, obviously I love you guys so much as friends, but I'll be honest, as someone like myself that has grown up in this golf bubble, it was so eye-opening. Like, I'll always point to this conversation as like a big sort of turning point for me because Kiki said, Kirsten Kiki, she said, listen, like, I'll be honest with you. That event looked really fun, but it did not make me want to pick up a club. Like it did not, like, if anything, it's intimidating to just see a bunch of, you know, women that played collegiately or former professionals or fitness Instagram models that are ripping drives in a simulator 250. And I was like, Oh my God. I never thought about that. Like in my mind, I was like, and you know, I got a little, got a little defensive. I was like, no, there's something to be said for like aspirational content, which I still agree with. But I like, I tried to put myself in her shoes. And I was like, listen, if I was just picking up tennis and I, all the content that was being fed to me were just these girls that were ripping aces and had this incredible forehand and 
whatever backhand. I'm not see. I don't even know what I'm the saying. Best outfits. <laughs> yeah. Really great outfits. You know, I would be intimidated and I would be like, where are the people that are like me? So I think like the whole point of that conversation with Kiki was like, she's like, I, and, I, and I think that's why it's so important to show it's kind of like representation matters in the sense that, you know, I, that that's phrase maybe should be left for bigger issues. But um, it, it really does matter, I think, in this in this case as well, because you want to see women that are just, you know, bunting it, topping it, shanking it and are like, listen, it's OK. And look at me still having fun. And I'm not I'd never have broken 80, let alone 90. Like, you know, but now you guys are actually like really good. But, you know, basically uh, just showing the process of getting better and not shying away from the fact that, you know, listen, we didn't play in college. We didn't try to go pro and we're out here learning golf in our, in our twenties and that's okay. You know, and also just without that having to be sexy, can it please just not be sexy? Can it just please be normal? Cause if I, if I got to account for you, Gruder golf, baby, (laughs) zero sex appeal. (laughs) No, I just, (laughs) I just hate the sexualization of women's golf. It really, really pisses me off because like, you know, it's like, yeah. well, the thing is, not like said, if I'm looking at something like that, that's not for me. It's not yeah. marketed to me. I don't want to see, well, maybe some women do fair, but like, I don't want to see tits in my face and a short skirt and stuff like that. Like I would be way more interested if you didn't do all of that shit. And the same goes for like fitness accounts that I follow. It's the same principle. Like yeah. it's not for women, like, it's just really, I think for me, it's really refreshing with everything Hallie said that, and this is what we, I said to Hallie at the start before we uh, began this interview, I was like, I'm just so happy that there's a women's golf account for women that doesn't pander to sexualization and men's egos and sexual drives. Like, can we just leave yeah. all that at the door and just focus on golf? regular chicks making regular jokes being bad at golf i mean that was also to go back to our our viral reel um like i when all those men were commenting i was like this joke isn't for you like this wasn't to make you laugh like i wasn't trying to make you laugh like i wasn't trying to make you mad but i also wasn't trying to like make you laugh i was trying to make girls laugh about golf you know success that's where the that's where the room is you know right yeah i um I think I'm very I'm very appreciative to have someone in that space because it's hard. I think if you're starting a business and you're starting one on social media, I should imagine it's incredibly easy to slip into those boxes because that's where the money is, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's where the if you're looking at tried and tested, how does this translate as a business to make money that is typically how it's done. So I love that you guys were just like, no, I'm gonna just do it our way. Were you, did you expect to have the success that you did given that? Or were you just like, hey, let's just do this and see what happens? It's really been like every, with every juncture in Gruder Golf, it's been very much as like a choice that like, you know, my friends and I, like my best friends and I have just been like, we love doing this. You know what I mean? Like you get constant positive reinforcement from it. Like every single event we've now started going to the LPGA tournaments. And that's like my new absolute favorite thing to do. I'm like, I'm obsessed with going there. Like not enough people are going to these. Like they're so fun. There's such great golf to be seen. So like every time you, it's like, we're like kids, like learning about it for the first time, right? Like falling in love with golf. And like, it really is like, it's, I think it's really like, 
like fresh. Like when we learn about things, we're like, what does strokes gained mean? Like, that's why we have the podcast. It's like to ask all the dumb questions, to, like the cool people that we know that other people are wondering too. Yeah. Well, I think Jen, I mean, you mentioned sort of the evolution of Gruder from the event company. And then during the pandemic, it sort of pushed you into the media space with the podcast coming up. And then not to mention you going to these LPGA events on your own dime to cover the events for your social channels, to get it out to the girl, you know, the girls that aren't necessarily refreshing golf digest to, you know, you guys are like doing your Instagram stories. And that was so cool. Like you went, you know, um, was it Haley that was at KPMG? Yeah, yeah, all three of us all, were at KPMG all three on were Sunday. At KPMG. Yeah, yeah. I was there by myself on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to go another day. I can't just go one day. <laughs> but I think it's awesome that you guys that you guys do that and that you are seeing what your audience responds to and what they want, uh, what they want more of, and sort of reacting to that. Um, I want to ask you what has been your favorite event. And I think I know the answer, but what has been your favorite event uh, to cover for Gruder? Oh my God. I mean, honestly, it's really tough. I mean, the Solheim cup was absolutely incredible, but that was our first one. And that was really fun because we were all together for it. So Haley and Kirsten and I all went to that one. And that was our first time like covering an event. Like again, people are here in the media tent doing their jobs. We took a vacation day to do this. Like it's just, that's hilarious to me. Like that, like, like, oh yeah, this is like what we do like, for fun. Like on the weekends. Yeah. Um, they, 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 all three women have full-time jobs, by the way, people. <laughs> wow. Which like, it keeps you, it keeps you structured, which I need, God knows. Um, but yeah, I loved Solheim. Like the energy there was amazing. It was tough to go there though and go to another event because like, they're all a little bit slower. Honestly, mm -hmm. I loved going to Chevron where I was by myself in the desert. Um, I was by myself in Palm Springs for like four days. And I learned a lot about myself, mostly um, learned a lot about <laughs> like, golf. A like a retreat. <laughs> I, I eat, prayed, loved in, um, and I stayed oh. actually a hotel called the Live, Laugh, Love Hotel. So <laughs> did I not tell you that? The L3 Oasis. Yeah. No, um, I loved that. Just I mentioned mean, my absolute favorite movie of all time there though so my love for you just has <laughs> increased Wait, Jen, before um I, uh, before we um move on I Hanny will appreciate this can I tell the BBC thing definitely that was my okay. big break okay so Hanny <laughs> so um the BBC met okay and like Jen, I fully respect Gruder as a media company. I appreciate that. I do. I'm this was also two years ago though, so we were different then. Like we knew significantly less. But but they um what what US Open was that? It was the December one. So it was 2020, I think, right? Okay. So BBC, I BBC um reached out to Gruder and I asked found them us to no idea. BB, the BBC reached out to Gruder and asked them to come on and talk about the U.S. Women's Open. So I've seen the clip and it has got to be the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's this guy, like he's like a, you know, a proper like English reporter from the BBC. It's like a big news set. And all of a sudden Jen from her bedroom. So she's like, joining us now is Jen Corcoran from Grutigolf. Jen how big of a win is this for Alim Kim? And Jen's like, oh, it's huge. <laughs> oh, this is huge for Alim Kim. For also, Alim Kim had come out of nowhere in the previous like one hour during which I had actually a call for work. So I was watching it <laughs> working 
from home. And then like, I had like the top five, I was like, I have talking points on everybody, you know, Amy Olson, you know, like Michael Buble, whatever she was listening to. And I had all these things to say. And then all of a sudden I was like, who is this chick? Like it never, and no one had ever heard of her either. I was like, what do we do? Um, but I was like, oh, this is huge. You did a really great job. Um, Jen, we're going to, we could honestly talk to you forever, but um, before we let you go, I do want to just touch on a little bit more about the events that you guys have and your offering. So if people are listening, um, where can they find you and um, what other kind of events do you offer just besides, you know, these big giant um, women's golf parties, which are the most fun. All so all types, and we're really branching out too. We're trying to get into a few different cities too. You know, doing our new model is that we'll be mostly in cities where LPGA events are happening. So on the Saturday, do a little outing, you know, of any size really, and then Sunday cover the tournament and try to encourage people to attend. Um, but you can find us at Gruder Golf, which it's a it's a strange word because it's Kiki's last name. Um, we never thought that it would go this far. There was this was not done by you know a focus group or anything. This very organic. So G R U E T E R Golf um, on Instagram. That's our number one jam. I'm starting to grow the TikTok a little bit, but not really. Don't check that yet. Um, Twitter, of course, and then our website GruderGolf.com is where you can find all of our events and our tickets. Next one, if you're going to be in New York City on Thursday, August 11th, we are hosting Bogey Nights, which is on um, at the Flushing Meadows Pitch and Putt. It's a lightly 70s, um, 70s porn theme. No, just kidding. You can cut that if you want. Um, it's a light 70s theme. And it uh, is uh, just like a little par three. You just have a wedge and a putter and we'll just send you out. There are like no official groups. We'll have a party there. Um, and then we're also actually doing a big cups tournament up in Hooper, Hooper golf course, the 13th best nine hole golf course in the nation, actually, according to somebody Um, that's up in Walpole, New Hampshire. That's going to be Saturday, August 6th, a great little time to make, have a nice like quintessential new New England summer weekend. Um, So we've got the big cups in August and then we have bogey nights, which is a true, really fun, really fun. We also will, we'll host your ancillary clinics. You know, our girls have league teams at five iron. So if you ever want to get involved, obviously just like DM us, email us, whatever. We'll get back to you. I'll get back to you personally. <laughs> I love that. Jen, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome it's been a pleasure you. to properly meet you and hear all about Gruter and and you disrupting the women's golf space. Disrupting everywhere I go, honey, honestly. I love it. <laughs> thank awesome. you guys thank so you, much. So Hallie, I always wondered what Gruter Golf was because I saw it on your Instagram so much and I just never really done a deep dive, but it sounds really cool and I'm so happy that we learned more about it and obviously it being a women-owned business in the women's golf space just makes it even better. Yeah, it's they are so much fun, honey. Like, I think the word friendly is just the, the perfect word to just describe them. They make golf so much less intimidating and mm. even if you don't know them like I literally did not know them just rolled up I mean granted I had a you know a few of my college teammates and I was like hey there's this group of women that have these really cool golf events and we need to go play and so we went and by the end of it I mean we went out of New York City that night with everybody I it was so much fun and I just love what they're doing and I love that they don't I just I, mean, I said this during the interview but I love that they don't take themselves seriously mm. but they take growing the game, making air quotes with my hands right now, very seriously. Um, and they don't compromise. Like you said, I, I I can't imagine ever that you'd see like a bikini clad, unless it was like a beach themed, you know, golf right. event um, that, you know, they're not pandering for followers. Like they, yeah. 
know their audience and they know that their purpose and they are very uh, committed to that. And I just, I just, I just love them. I love them so much. (laughs) And to be clear on my comments of earlier, like there's nothing wrong with being sexy if that's what you choose, but I have sort of thought about this a lot in recent years because this has always been my stance on it. And even from day dot of when feminism was born, everybody has done it in their own different ways. And back in the day, even really sort of, went on opposite sides and were like no this is how feminism should be done no actually I think it should be done this way so I know a lot of the argument for it is like oh it's feminism I can choose yes you can but I also can choose my opinion which is that I don't like that and my my version of feminism is not pandering to men's wants and needs and if I see that seeping into golf in the game that I love it just really irritates me because especially as a mother of a daughter now like I don't want her to think you have to be that way to be successful or to be a successful participant in a sport or a game which is right yes you know as someone that you know has is pretty active on social media Mm. it's difficult when you see an audience and how that sort of I guess there's kind of can be a direct uh, relationship to growth of a social media Mm. account, especially for a woman in golf, if you do X, Y, Z. That being said, Henny, I do have some good news. This is your podcast. So you're allowed to say and feel however you want. And you're very, very (laughs) welcome to share, to share all the opinions that you have. (laughs) I think being like working in media and broadcasting, I'm so like, uh, I try to think about the opposite viewpoint and not offend anyone but like you said this is my podcast alongside you who is my ultimate enabler and cheer woman so fuck it I'll say whatever the fuck I fucking think exactly exactly you are very much allowed to do that here for sure Um, (laughs) Um, and on that same point I have an announcement to make that you know how everybody these days is getting Botox and fillers and butt implants Mm -hmm. and all of that shit. Yeah. So in a hard start, I've always been fairly anti-establishment. So if somebody like everyone's doing something, I'll try and do the opposite of it. Not actively, but it just comes naturally to Mm me. Um, So my most recent anti-establishment, fuck you, to women's beauty standards specifically, is that I am growing out my greys, which is big for someone who works in TV. Yeah. And has brown, like very dark brown hair naturally. Yeah. Um, so if you see a few more greys springing up here and there, it's not because I've forgotten self-care. It's because I am that trying to shouldn't be afraid of active hair. Honey, no. I am not as evolved as you. I have a lot of gray hair and I get them it's covered so up. But, but I will say I am getting better at analyzing why I do certain things. You know, right. ultimately we are not born being afraid of wrinkles and gray hair that's that's conditioning from you know from beauty standards um and we could literally go on for a year about this we'll have to have another episode about about beauty standards standards. I think it's applicable here you know because like obviously we work in media in the media space in golf so I think any a woman in general but especially if you work as a woman in a male dominated sports media space, I think there feels like an extra pressure. And, and that's why I sort of like the conversation that we had with Jen and I appreciate them so much that they're there. I think by existing in that space and being authentically them and being like, yeah, we don't give a shit about that. We're focused on women for women by women. Yeah. Um, that's sort of how I 
want to be in the media space is like, yeah, no, I'm not pandering to you. Like we all have gray hairs. I am going for the grombre look. And that's that. I love, that. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, you'll, you might see a few more gray hairs from Henny. I'll, I'll be working on that. I'll get, I'll get more involved over time and I'll, I'll join you. We'll start a movement. Okay. Perfect. You might just have a few more gray hairs from having a podcast with me. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we very much look forward to hearing from you on socials. I really, really enjoyed actually hearing everyone's feedback from uh, last the last episode that we did with Mel. That was really cool because I was especially a little bit nervous about that one. So we had the most wonderful feedback and we're very appreciative of that. So please always get in touch with us on socials. I'm at Henny Koi. And I'm at Kelly led. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.